Hello, I'm Zanny Louise, author of a bunch of books for kids, including my latest Pegasus, which is about a flying pig, <laughs> or a pig that wishes she could fly, which is illustrated by Anil Tortop, and I Feel the World, which is illustrated by Nia Gould and co-written with Dr. Amika Johnson, which is all about helping kids embrace the range of their emotions. I run online courses too, so if you think you might be interested in delving in deeper, I have a new course being launched later this year, so to keep updated with that, you can subscribe to my website, zannylouise.com, and I will be sure to let you know. In the meantime, we have a Facebook group called The Sunshine House, Writers and Creatives, so you can come and hang out with us there and feel supported, inspired, that kind of thing. So this is my podcast, The Little Sunshine House, where we interview children's book creators and people from the book world about how books are made, where ideas come from, how to sustain a career in the arts, that kind of thing. So I hope you enjoy these chats and feel free to like and subscribe, which will help us find more listeners. This podcast is recorded on Bunjalung land. So I'm really happy today to be chatting with Coral Vass, who is an award-winning Australian children's book author. Her book, Sorry Day, has won several awards, including the 2018 Speech Pathology Book of the Year Awards and the 2019 CBCA Book of the Year Eve Palnor Award. Coral has also been shortlisted for real awards, Croc, Koala and Yabba, which are voted by the Children of Australia. So today we are talking about her new book, which is a collaboration with none other than Kathy Freeman, who you might remember from having won a gold medal or two at the Olympics. Kathy is an icon in Australia and she is writing a children's book with the help of Coral. It is called The Heartbeat of the Land and it's published by Larrikin House. It's illustrated by Tanya Harricks and it's out in September. So I chat today with Coral about the collaboration process and the ideas behind this book. I hope you enjoy the conversation. Hi Coral, so lovely to have you on the podcast today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Wonderful. Well, I'm very excited because you have a new book coming out very soon or this month, I believe, which is so wonderful. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about your your beautiful new book, your collaboration with none other than Kathy Freeman? Absolutely. So it's called, here it is here, it's called The Heartbeat of the Land. It's a collaboration with Olympic yep. champion Kathy Freeman and co-written by me and illustrated by the amazing Tanya Harricks. And we worked on this book, the three of us, together um, and published with Larrikin House. I was approached by James Layton, the publisher at Larrikin House, uh, probably the end of 2019, a while ago now. And he just rang me one day and said, how would you feel about potentially co-writing a book with Kathy Freeman and working with her and mentoring her and putting together a book? And I said, great, I'd be, I'd be keen, I'd be interested. We sort of started that journey in... 20 early 2020 I think it was we spent some time just sort of getting to know each other initially um, and that was that was sort of how Kathy and I started and and James was present in the mix as well and so Kathy I think it was really important for her to get to know me and to build that trust with me and it was only after you know that that we had this relationship and got to know each other that then she felt being comfortable working with me so we sat down for lots of cups of coffee <laughs> over the course I reckon it took about maybe a year at yeah. least nine months up to 12 months and we would just talk 
And I would ask her questions and and ask her, you know, what she's passionate about, what what's important to her, amongst many, many, many things. Probably two big things that are important to her. One is the environment, and and the other one is is running the sport. Um, and so we decided we we're going to use those two sort of elements and and create this picture book together. So then we I sat down and, and we I got her to just tell me stories. So to tell me you know about her past and to tell me how she got into running. You know what what was it like for little five year old Kathy Freeman when she first realised she could run and and so she would tell me story after story after story. And so together you know we started collaborating these these ideas and these stories. And um, you know I found out that the white cockatoo is is actually Kathy's spiritual totem um and so we you know we thought let's put that in the book too let's put that in as a as something really significant and something really special and so from these stories we began to sort of really flesh out a story and um and to, and we began to write this story together and i think the other thing that was important to kathy is is not only her connection to country but her connection to language as well and so I, 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 we talked about this and we talked about, you know, potentially including some of her First Nations language, Indigenous language into this book. And so she uh, decided to include her mother's language in this book and it's the um, Puku Yalanji language, which is far north Queensland. And so she approached the elders in that community and, and they agreed that, you know, we could include some language, which I think just makes this book so much more special. So you'll see in this book at the end there's, there's a glossary. It even says how to pronounce that's so That's useful. Really, work. Yeah. It's really, really, really awesome. In terms of an illustrator, so we, we sort of started putting together this story and it was coming up along really, really well. And then and then we were like, well, we need an illustrator. We need someone to do, then, you know, take it to that next level. And so we sat with James and we were talking about different illustrators that we could potentially, well, James could potentially approach on our behalf. And then he pulls out Under the Melly Sky. A beautiful book by um, Jody and Tanya, and and we looked at these amazing illustrations by Tanya Harricks, and she works in a oil painting. She mm-hmm. does oils, and it's it's just stunning. And so both Kathy and I and James, we agreed, you know, this is what we'd love for this book. So James approached Tanya, and, and both you know Kathy and I said, if you can get as authors, we said, if you can get if you can get Tanya, we'll be very happy. Very happy authors, and he did, and she agreed, and we were so delighted. So, so Tanya's done the most incredible job of this beautiful book, and um, and even I'll just quickly show you that even the end papers are stunning. They so are, awesome. yes. So I want them as wallpaper. <laughs> I know, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So it's it's about um, the environment and and about mm-hmm. sea. Yeah. And so at the front of the first end paper, you'll see all these Aussie seeds, all these Australian uh, natives, the seeds, and then the last end paper is. Oh, the they're all in bloom. Amazing. That, um, that relate to all of those beautiful seeds. Mm. So, yeah, so Tanya's just put so much um, work into this beautiful book. And, and I'll just show you one more because I talked about that, mm. the white cockatoo as well being Kathy's spiritual totem. And so this is one of our favourite pages. Wow. But for those who are listening and not looking, we're looking at this most beautiful spread of the white cockatoo flying across the page. And yeah, Tanya's got this incredible oil painting style. So you can see all the texture of the paint and, you know, it's got so much expression and movement. So yeah, I can see why you love that page. It's stunning. So I think, you know, the environment, there's lots of environmental books around. 
uh, and rightly so, because it's mm. a very, very important issue, um, particularly at the moment. And one of the things I love about this book and about, you know, Kathy's passion for, for the environment is environmental challenges, there's not one solution. You know, it's, it's very, very difficult to mm. think environmental challenges and but and there is no one solution but I think that you know if we all play our part then we can all bring about change and and there's one particular page in here is uh when young Kathy is trying to encourage everyone to play their part and it says but at first the people were too busy to listen they were too distracted to stop and they were too occupied to help and I think sometimes you know we can we can either be really distracted in life because you know we're all busy people aren't we or we can be really overwhelmed we can just say hey this is just too big it's just too big what can I do and I think the thing about this book is that it encourages kids to you know that they can each play a role they can each um, bring about change and everyone if everyone plays a part in mm. environmental change then we can bring about change and, and heal the land so that's what this book's all about <laughs> I love the environmental approach it was a beautiful surprise actually reading this book because when we pick up a book by Kathy Freeman or about Kathy Freeman we expect it to be about the running because that's of course what she's so known for so I was delighted to read this book with the and discover that it is layered and there is you know so much depth to this story and the way that the two of you have integrated the story of the running and saving the planet in these small and empowering ways. I think it's just beautiful. So, and and of course, Tanya's addition with weaving it into this stunning landscape uh, is it's a very effective book. And yeah, I really like the way you're talking about things that something a child can do and making it achievable, making it giving kids back that power, I think is really important. Is that something that came up in your discussions with Kathy as well? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And and I think that's what's key. You know, it's that next generation of young people that are going to mm. make bring about change and to empower them to, even though they're young, you know, they can still bring about change. And I think that for, for Kathy, that was a big thing. And that's why we decided, you know, Kathy was going to be a little girl. Yeah. Uh, she wasn't going to be an adult bringing yeah. about change, but she was going to be a little girl and that every young person can play their role. You know, every young person can play a part. That was pretty, pretty key. Yeah, I think that's that's a wonderful message. Yeah, I've just been at the Byron Writers Festival weekend and there's been lots of panels about environment, what can we do, you know, big ideas, you know, and there's, there's a lot of hope out there. All the all the possibilities, um, but I think putting it back into kids' hands, like you've done here, especially with an icon like Kathy, who so many kids are going to look up to, and you know, who have so much respect for, and are listening to anyway. I think it's a it's a wonderful strategy. Well, congratulations on the book; it's stunning. <laughs> oh, thank you. I'd love to explore this idea of collaboration a little more because this is something that does happen in the children's book world and you'll see um, some forms of collaboration are more explicit than others. Um, I'd love for you to maybe tell us a little bit about, because you've told us how the collaboration works, but were there any challenges that came up during this process? Uh, as, as wonderful as it sounds, you having cups of tea with Kathy Freeman and <laughs> brainstorming ideas for a children's book, it sounds uh, absolute magic, but were, were there any challenges? The key is relationship. And, yeah. I, and I experienced this too when I was working with Dub Leffler on Sorry Day. Yeah. And it's that building of relationship and that building of trust. And I know that when uh, National Library of Australia signed Dub for Sorry Day, he rang me. He got my phone number and he rang me and I'm like, oh, Dub, 
stuff was breaking me. I didn't. I mean, now we're now we're really good mates, but you know, at the time I didn't know him, and and he rang me up one day, and I'm thinking, oh, is he going to ask me about a book or a word or a text or something about you know how he's supposed to illustrate? And he he wanted just to talk, mm. and he he was on the phone to me for a oh, good look hour, maybe two hours, and he just asked me questions about my family and about my husband and my kids, and and just wanted to get to know me and. That, you know, and told me about his family and and him, you know, growing up and and everything. And I think that was really really key. And then from that, you know, we were on the phone lots um, after that as well. And I think that's really key in collaborating because you get to know and you build relationship and you build trust. And I think it's after you build relationship and trust that you can bring so much more out of the collaboration. So I think that's probably really key in collaborating with with somebody. Yeah. Mm, no, I think that's a great point. Because in my experience of collaboration, I haven't necessarily had many conversations directly with the person who I'm collaborating with. It's often via the editors or via the publisher, which, I, yeah, I'm loving this approach that you've taken at Larrikin House. I think that sounds really interesting. And it does obviously pave the pathway to trust and building up that relationship. So what is your hope for this book? I hope it sells really well. <laughs> Don't we all? <laughs> uh, look, our, I guess our hope is, is that young people would be inspired mm-hmm. and empowered and, and that they would, yeah, just really take the mantle to, to bring change to yeah. this, this country and, and to this world and to help heal it because, as I said, you know, not, there's no one solution, but if we all play our, our role. And so I guess, you know, to not be overwhelmed and, and to be disheartened, to be inspired and encouraged, and that, that would be our hope um, for this book, yeah. Yeah, fantastic. Well, having read the book, I feel like that's definitely what's coming through. And I thank you on behalf of my kids and other kids I know who do often feel the devastating effects of climate change and the overwhelm that comes because of the media and the adult conversations that they're hearing or even lessons they're hearing at school. So anything you can do to empower kids and in a way relax them, uh, I think is a real gift. Coral, you're you're quite prolific. Uh, you've got lots of different projects, and I, I I think it's wonderful. I came across your books many years ago um, when I was reviewing books for Scholastic, and yeah, Good Morning Possum and Good Night Possum were books that were on high rotation in our house. You have a a wonderful grasp of rhyme and of rhythm, and you've also done quite a few Australian books. You know, books that really centre on the Australian flora fauna or on the Australian culture. When you're making a picture book or when you're coming up with a picture book idea, is it something that just comes from nowhere or what, what can you talk us through that process a little bit? I think um, a lot of us writers, an idea comes from an experience. So, so whether we've experienced it ourselves or whether we've seen something or, or whatever it may be, and then obviously we use our imagination to turn it into something even more interesting and grander than it actually was and so I think for me that's how I've come up with ideas so whether it's been something that I've experienced or whether it's been something I've seen uh, for example the, the bird two birds and a wire I was driving in my car and I was sitting at a traffic light one day waiting for the, the light to turn green and up above me there were two little birds and they were just mm-hmm. sitting on this wire electricity wire and, and they were having a big fight and I thought oh that's really interesting that's something that you know I could write about and maybe birds finding it difficult to share because we all find it difficult to share and so you know it came it came from that um grandma's treasured shoes the idea for that book came when I saw a picture in a magazine one day I was at the hairdresser actually reading magazine and I came across this amazing 
picture of these shoes, just a whole lot of different shoes all lined up, really sort of worn and dusty and dirty shoes, and and they're all shoes of refugees. Mm -hmm. And so I came up with this idea about shoes and and how each shoe has it represents a person it represents a journey it represents a story and mm. uh and 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 also that you know the old saying of walk a mile in somebody else's shoes and and so for young people to read that book I hope that not only are they learning about refugees but they're also gaining a sense of empathy and mm. a, a sense of compassion and understanding you know to put themselves in somebody else's shoes what would it feel like if I was a refugee what would it feel like if I had to leave my home country and and travel you know, mm-hmm. on this massive journey, and you know, through dangerous seas, etc., and, and then start a whole new life. What would that feel like? And so that was sort of, you know, it was sparked by just reading a magazine at the end. Mm-hmm. So I think that's where we sort of get our ideas from, just general art. And then obviously we use our imagination to flesh it out and to turn it into something even more wonderful. I love that idea. That's such a, a wonderful stimulation as well. The picture book process, because you write in rhyme and uh, prose. Um, so what what is your approach to sitting down and actually writing the picture book? Does it come out in one draft or is it something you tinker with for some time? <laughs> oh, look, uh, you, would, you would know that some come pretty quickly. Yeah. Not many. Uh, many take years. Yeah. Uh, so, it, yeah, it's Surprising. a long, it's a long, yeah, it's a long journey. Uh, but it's all about story. And, mm-hmm. and whether I write in line or, or prose, I was, and I tell this to a lot of young authors that I mentor as well as foreign authors, write your story first. Yeah. And then if you want to write rhyme, you can change it into one Absolutely. Story is key. Absolutely. Yeah, because the tendency, of course, with writing and rhyme is that you're so worried about the rhyming words that you let that guide the way rather than focusing on the story. You're absolutely right about that. So on top of all these wonderful picture books, you've also got a junior fiction series. Uh, is this this a new thing for you? It is, yeah. yes. Yeah, I'm very excited about um, this junior fiction series with um, Wombat Books. And yes. it is about, it's called Amanda Commander. So mm-hmm. it's a series about this young girl and her two best friends, basically about, you know, what would a grade two or grade three or grade four young person in the school those kind of things that they experience and and it's a book about basically showing kindness even when things are unfair at school um even when people are mean at school you know about being kind to be the bigger person and to show kindness so that's sort of what this that's what this this series is about amazing (laughs) sounds like every school library needs a copy of this uh (laughs) series in their um on their shelves um well it has been such a pleasure to talk to you today coral and uh to have glean a little bit of insight into your beautiful new book, The Heartbeat of the Land, which is out this month, uh, a collaboration with Kathy Freeman and uh, Tanya Harricks. Um, absolutely gorgeous book. Uh, congratulations, and I wish you all the very best for the journey. Thank you. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. Thank you for listening to My Little Sunshine House podcast. This episode is produced by Jen Pitch. The theme music is by Gregor Hutchka and produced by Brett Canning. Join us over at our Facebook group by searching Sunshine House Writers and Creatives. I also run courses for book creators. My current course is called The Creative Season, which is a series of short workshops for book creators covering things like book promotion, marketing, school visits and getting published. Our next session helps you write chapter books. So if this is something you're interested in, 
Visit my website www.zannylouise.com to secure your spot. Have a lovely sunshiny day wherever you are.